Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number 37. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And my friends, we are back again with more coverage of Mocking Jay as we're reading this thing through chapter by chapter. Um, today, we're going to at least get through chapter 12 and potentially 13. Not going to promise this time. But uh, as we're starting this at 2.04, I have a call that's scheduled to start in... 26 minutes from now and I will need to take a bio break before that call so all right anyway so chapter 11 closed off with um Katniss learning that they went to rescue PETA yes and that Gail volunteered first so she's like freaking out um trying to imagine a world where they both have ceased to exist (laughs) well at least there'd still be Fennec there would still be Fennec yeah. Yeah. But he's pining after his own girls. So. He is. But if this fails, then his own girl's not coming back. And there True, would, because they there went would always in to be, get her. There would always and, be yeah. Finnick. Yeah. There would always be Finnick. So, um, Heyman just still sitting with her. He really does stay with her. Offers to. I really like Haymitch. I knew there would be a place in this storyline that I would really like Haymitch a lot. I, I think I remember saying that mm-hmm. in the Hunger Games, that there was going to be a place where we really come to right. know and like this guy that it makes sense for him to have chosen the life of of inebriation that he chose and and, and solitary and be, exactly Katniss called it that and she even references that here when she's you know um how is it that he managed to live a life completely well, alone yeah. until Peter and I were thrust upon him well, and the thing is, he's like, listen, so here, here's the thing. I know this is freaking you out. Do you want us to have him sedate you until it's over? <laughs> right. And he ain't kidding. No, he's like, well, now we get the picture of the 16-year-old boy who who won this qu- the qu- second quarter quell. Must have had people he loved, family, friends, sweetheart maybe, that he fought back, fought to get back. Where are they now? How ha- How is it that until PETA and I were thrust upon him that he has no one at all in his life? And that's where we learn about, you know. What did Snow do to them? Exactly. And Snow did kill his family. He right? did have them. He did. He had them killed because of the um, the axe, throwing the axe off yeah, to the force field. Because of the force field trick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And um, and he, so it, he, well, anyway, that so is why he's sedation, been. Sedation isn't an option, though. No. She, but he's, she's like, I've got to do something. But sedating me is not what it's he's like. Well, there has work. been talk about so. sending you to another district to divert the capital's attention. And she's like, put me on. Let's go. And um, she said, she says, please, Hamage, I'm begging now. I have to do something. I can't just sit here waiting to hear if, if they've they died. died. Right. But um, I think that it doesn't she find out that it's too late that it's already happened, right? I don't think so. Okay. Anyway, no, so I, I think to sit here. They go I'll go check. He goes and checks with Plutarch mm-hmm. and comes back. And um, is she talking with Finnick now? As I explain our situation, his initial agitation mysteriously ebbs. 
Don't you see, Katniss? This will decide things. One way or the other, by the end of the day, they'll either have they'll either be dead or with us. It's yeah. it's more it's more than we could hope for. So I, that must be. I think that that is. Um, I think that that may be. Is that Finnick? Yeah. I, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Sprawled out on his stomach. Yep. He has a job for us if we can pull it together. Uh, they still need post bomb footage of thirteen. If we can get in the next few hours, oh, I know exactly can, what yes. this is. So oh, basically, this is yes, where a distraction. Katniss is going to come up with something, and we think that Katniss telling, uh, basically sharing some stories and stuff mm-hmm. like that. She's going to be the one who is going to distract the Capitol. But it has. It is not. It is not. We see. Oh we my see goodness! Come through and share some things. And For real. My goodness, the capital's fragile because it depends on the districts for foods, food, energy, even the peacemakers that police us. If we declare our freedom, the capital collapses. President Snow, thanks to you, I'm officially declaring mine today, today, which which is her freedom. This is her freedom, but this is not what's going to do it. Mm -mm. The next one. Go ahead. You don't have to do this. So so Hamish tells Finnick, you don't have to do this. And Finnick, yes, I do. um, If it will help her. Finnick balls up his rope in his hand. I'm ready. I don't know what to expect. A love story about Annie, an account of the abuses in District 4. But Finnick O'Dare takes a completely different tact. President Snow used to sell me. My body, that is. Finnick begins in a flat, removed tone. I wasn't the only one. If a victor is considered desirable... The president gives them as a reward or allows people to buy them for an exorbitant amount of money. If you refuse, he kills someone you love. So you do it. And uh, and I bet the Capitol is on the edge of their seats now. Yeah, absolutely. Because the Capitol loves their victors. Mm-hmm. To make themselves feel better, my patrons would make pa- uh, presents of money or jewelry but I found a much more valuable form of payment. Secrets, he says, echoing my thoughts. And this is where you're going to want to stay tuned, President Snow, because so very many of them were about you. But let's begin with some of the others. And he goes... Finnick begins to weave a tapestry so rich in detail that you can't doubt its authenticity. I love that. And now on to our good president, uh, Cornelius Snow, says Finnick, such a young man when he rose to power, such a clever one to keep it. How, you must ask yourself, did he do it? One word. That's all you really need to know. Poison. Poison. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Snow drinking. And so he, he poisoned people, people who were adversaries of him, people who were allies, who had the potential to become threats. He did all of these that, you know, dropping dead at a feast or slowly dying of um, unexplainable viruses or, or and, and different such. So, but he would drink from the poisoned cup himself to deflect suspicion. But because, antidotes because don't antidotes. always work. Exactly. They say that's why he wears the roses that reek of perfume. They say it's to cover the scent of blood 
from the mouth sores that will never heal. Now this goes back to when Katniss was in the room and with him. And smelled the blood. Smelled the blood yeah. and the roses yes. and couldn't understand what in the world is See, and that. I knew this, but I couldn't tell you. Yeah, we, yeah no. this is one of the... So that's just gross. It is gross. He's just gross. And I have to say that I think that Donald Sutherland is going to be great at gross. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I really do. Is I that really, what really happened do. to you, I asked Hamage? No, my mother and young, my mother and younger brother, my, my girl, girl. Uh, they were all dead in two weeks after I was crowned victor because of the stunt I pulled in the force fi- with the force field. Snow had no one to use against me. I'm surprised he didn't just kill you, I say. Oh, no, I was the example, the person to hold up to the young Phoenix and Johannes's and Kashmir's of what could happen to a victor who caused problems, say, said Hamish. But he knew he had no leverage against me until PETA and I came along, I say. And that's, yep. And she says, most of my interview didn't Doesn't, take the cut, but obviously. That's all right. Phoenix got this. Phoenix got it. Phoenix has got this and it takes the day. And so um, Beta takes us to another room and shows us how the team, with the help of Rebel Insiders, will attempt, has attempted to free the victors from the underground prison. It seems to have involved knockout gas distributed by the ventilation system, a power power failure, the detonation of a bomb in the government building several miles from the prison, and now the disruption of the broadcast. Beatty's glad we find the plan hard to follow because then our enemies will too. And then, of course... Quite a long little plan. Yeah. I mean, it, it was really thought out and... Well thought out. Very military. And executed well because not too much longer in the chapter, Haymitch pushes open the door. They're back. We're wanted in the hospital. hospital. So um, they go, uh, Finnick, something behind a shriek, something between a shriek and a cry of joy. A lovely, if somewhat bedraggled young woman. Yeah, dark, tangled hair, sea green eyes, runs toward us in nothing but a sheet. Finnick. And suddenly, it's as if there's no one in the world but these two crashing through space to reach each other. They collide, enfold, lose their balance, and slam against a wall where they stay, clinging into one being indivisible Indivisible. i love that that is awesome seriously it really is this is you know i hope that in the movie they give some backstory yeah of of finnick and and is it annie annie Annie. Mm -hmm. i hope they give some backstory so that this is just as meaningful to us as an audience right because i love that yeah i i because i i think in the book up until the point where we actually come to really like finnick i don't think that i gave him enough credit or paid enough attention to you know what he was saying in the arena when he was talking about his annie and stuff like that you i don't think you knew that he was gonna be but he did but he did in catching fire he does share a little bit of backstory Mm -hmm. so i hope that they really elaborate in the movie of catching fire on that backstory so that we really get a sense of of we want finnick and annie to be together as well of course does that make sense yeah yeah um so boggs is looking a little worse for wear but uninjured um finds hamage and me we got them all out except ebonaria close enough mm-hmm. okay i always stumble on her name poor girl it's, anyway. Eno, it's enobaria whatever 
Um, but since she's from two, we doubt she's being held anyway. Um, Pete is at the end of the hall. The effects of the gas are just wearing off. You should be there when he wakes. Pita. Alive and well. Maybe not well, but alive and here, away from snow. Safe. Safe. Here with me. In a minute, I can touch him, see his smile, hear his laugh. I'm lightheaded with giddiness. What will I say? Oh, who cares what I say? Peta will be ecstatic no matter what I do. He'll probably be kissing me anyway. I wonder if it will feel like those last kisses on the beach in the arena. The ones I haven't dared let myself consider until this moment. See, here's the thing. She is now desperately and madly in love with Peta and knows it. And knows She was before, but now she knows it and she cannot wait. She runs to meet him. My arms extended to embrace him. His hands are reaching reaching for for me too. (laughs) To caress my face, I think. I love she gets a... This is the moment she's going to pick to be girly. (laughs) My lips are just forming his name when his fingers lock around my throat. Around my throat. Dude, that's not my face. That's not my face. And of course, as you guys know, I have read all the way through chapter 13... And I don't want to just blast through it, but uh, you can tell that I did not stop reading after what? Around her throat. (laughs) That doesn't make much sense. No, it didn't. But uh, we will come back very soon with our coverage. Probably not just 13, but we'll probably do like 13 and 14 14. next time. But uh, man, this is is a great story. I don't understand those people who say that, eh, I'm backing Jay, blah, blah, blah. You guys are crazy. You must be the same people who like Gale. <laughs> this is a great book. That's not true because this isn't my favorite, and I don't like Gale. Well, then maybe it's not your favorite, but still, it's a good book. Mm-hmm. This is great story. I don't. Under- the, the, I was given the impression that Mockingjay was just blah. Oh, okay. And that's the, you know, it's like you know, Hunger Games, great, Catching Fire, woo hoo, and Mockingjay, Mocking dud. And, and, I, and I just don't see it as a dud. I'm I'm more intrigued now than I ever have been before. And mostly because she describes a kiss as, with Gail as misery. Misery. <laughs> the fact that Heat she... ashes and misery. The fact that I'd rather face the nuclear... Potential nuclear bombs than the people that <gasps> are in here. <laughs> <laughs> I bypass yeah. Gail to go hang out with Finnick for a while. Yeah, but Finnick is cool. Finnick is cool. He's got rope. Nice, he's got game Alright, we'll be back soon my friends Thank you again, tell somebody That you know about HungerGamesPodcast.com Another reminder, if you guys Want to learn how to create your own fan base Podcast about the Hunger Games Or anything else that you're passionate about Head over to LearnHowToPodcast.com It's absolutely free Why are you pointing at me? Because I like to point I know how to podcast I know you do Anyway, my friends, we wish you well. And until next time, may the the odds odds forever be in in your your favor. favor.